When your money's on the line, choose a trusted sportsbook that gives you tools to win, like my bookie. And my bookie doesn't matter if your team's up or down. You can easily cash out or bet the game live to come out on the winning side. Use my bookie for daily odds boost, same game parlays. I like teasers. And take advantage of the huge prize pool contest. Plus, my bookie currently has a no strings attached cash bonus that lets you deposit, withdraw, Quick, carries a one-time rollover, can't find that anywhere else. Just use promo code 49ers, 49ERS, or scan the QR code on this video right next to my face here to claim your own cash deposit bonus now. That's promo code 49ers. So try my money uh, money bag. Uh, you basically roll the dice, and it picks a team and gives you extraordinary extraordinary odds on who's going to win the Super Bowl. Um, lots of fun options there, so bet anything, anytime, anywhere, and I do mean anywhere, wherever you are, you can bet with my bookie. Just make sure you use the promo code 49ERS, and let's go. Let's make some money together. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. And here's your host. John Chapman. What is going on? Faithful. It is absolutely incredible to be with you guys. And man, Wayne, I'm glad to have you here because we need to talk this through. This episode is titled State of the 49ers after the loss. It's been a while. We had the longest win streak in the NFL. No longer do we. We have fallen to 11 and 4. We're going to talk about ramifications, playoffs, positives, negatives, all kinds of things. But Wayne, real quick, yeah. What is your overall assessment coming off that loss, that butt kicking on Christmas in prime time? That's what bothers me. I don't think I've had the ability to like fully assess what we watched because I was I was stuck in sh I was so stuck in shock mode because what I was watching I've never seen before. Right, so like yeah. even in the three losses prior to this, like. We've never seen them lose, and 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 like that. And then you can say that the Ravens are a great team. Well, I mean, we played some great teams in those losses. It's not like it's not act like Cleveland Browns weren't number one in the division at the time we played them. Let's not act like the Minnesota Vikings weren't top of uh, their division going head to head with Detroit when we played them. And let's not act like the Cincinnati Bengals weren't probably one when we played them. Like. But it just seemed like I didn't, I couldn't explain this. I can explain those losses. Those losses made sense. This loss, it just clearly just was, it, it was like I was watch. I wasn't watching the San Francisco 49ers. So when people were hitting me up and asking me, I was trying my hardest to be posit positive about everything. But I mean, it was just such a negative vibe yeah. to the whole game, John. It felt that way. You know, we were, I, I brought the family and we were at the game, which was a really cool experience. Um, but at the same time, it was just like it didn't take long for it to get weird. 
Um, and it just it just had this weird feeling around it. We're going to break it down. I want to say thank you to everybody in the chat. Love it. Uh, Dodd comes in. Run CMC. Dang it. Yeah, that was a big one. And I love all the hashtag CCs. Appreciate everybody coming through and all the hashtag BBs for the Breezy Brunch. And if you guys have not subscribed to Wayne's channel, you got to go do so. It's in the link in the description video. It's the very first thing you see. Um, and we're going to get to as many questions as we possibly can. But I wanted to start off with probably the most important thing. Let's deal with the injury talk. Let, yeah. Let's go through those and what the ramifications are. Because, look, Oof. as bad as this game was, and it was bad, this isn't going to determine the path of the 49ers. They are still the one seed. We'll talk more about that. I care more about the long-term lasting effects of these injuries. So here's Kyle breaking them down. And then, Wayne, I want to hear from you which one you think is the most important. Injuries from the game. Trent Williams had a groin then um, return. Jalen Moore. Had a concussion, didn't return. Brock Purdy, Stinger, didn't return. Aaron Banks, toe, didn't return. And um, Ambry Thomas, the hamstring. All right, so which one of those kind of stood out? Let's break them down. There's five that we got to talk about. Yeah, I mean, it's the Trent Williams groin injury, and it's because it's a groin injury, and it's because it's Trent Williams, and it's because it's Trent Williams at the, this time of the season, which is something we normally see. This is a groin injury uh, something he hasn't really dealt with all season. The question is, how is that MRI going to come back? Did he tear something in the groin? We're all praying that he didn't. I don't believe that he did uh, because he literally wanted to come back. You could tell like he was trying to come back. He probably could have played in this game if he wanted to. Yeah. Uh, I think the San Francisco 49ers felt like they had a great option with Jalen Moore being that left tackle. But then he goes out and, and gets a concussion. So, like, it was just like... I don't know, the never injury story for the San Francisco 49ers in this game. And when do the 49ers play their worst football? Yeah. How about when their players get injured? I mean, yeah. you can say that about any team, but man, like you lose your left tackle, which is the best player for the 49ers offensively on that line and maybe even on the team. It just changes the whole dynamic of the football game. And when you stack injuries, I mean, this is like, you know, if I had a pull string doll, you know, you John Chapman's like, don't stack injuries in the same position. And it's like you lose your left tackle the very next drive. You lose your backup left tackle. Then you lose your left guard. And it's like, good Lord, you only have eight offensive linemen called up on a given day game. And now you're down to your final five. We're shuffling chairs. I mean, John, it's we just... saw Ben Barch yeah. get snaps. And on top of that, they waved Matt Pryor. Right before kickoff, to like make you room can't for Jason Verrett, and you it's can't just like, make this up, right? Like you can't, uh, you you can't make it up. Not not to say that Matt Pryor would have been a huge difference, but at least he was with this team this whole right. time, and he would have had some type of continuity inside of that offensive line on that offensive line, some type of continuity, right? But unfortunately, he was waived right before the game started. It got bad. What's up, Debbie? Appreciate everybody in the chat. Uh, really do appreciate you guys. And yeah, right here. Good day, Wade. Happy first day of Kwanzaa. Love it, man. Blessings to everybody joining. Love the positivity. And, you know, I'll say this. The Brock injury doesn't really worry me. Didn't seem like it worried Shanahan. I know some people are going to try to run with the Sam Darnold narrative. I don't think that that has any weight whatsoever. Do you agree, Wayne? Like this, Brock going to be playing. He seemed fine out there. Yeah, I mean, look, Brock could have came back in the game as well um he he seemed fine health wise i i don't care what you say to me mentally he didn't look good and no I, no, no like and so you know i'm all for letting a player kind of like go through the growing pains and get through the motions but it's okay to take a playoff or a series off to get your head right it wouldn't have changed the game. There's a possibility we could have got a spark from Sam Darnold. And sometimes you just need a spark. So, look, I I'm okay that Kyle didn't bench him, but I would have been okay if Kyle did kind of pull him off to the side. And that injury, I mean, come on. He didn't get no damn stinger. That was benching him, and that was the best way you could do it by blaming it on an injury. Let's just keep it a buck. Yeah, I mean, it's it's what it is. And like I don't even care. My thing is, I think the most lasting injury that's the most concerning is Aaron Banks's toe. I think that's the one. Is it turf toe? He had turf toe before and that's what caused him to miss the three <sighs> games or whatever. That's the one. Now, having said that, he has not been good since he's come back from his turf toe. Good point. 
That's and a great so point. not that that makes the injury less whatever, but I think as far as long-term issues, this is the one that concerns me the most. Ambry is hamstring. I don't think that's too concerning, and you do have depth behind him. You yeah. know, Ambry's been a good surprise this year, but I think the long-term injury, Aaron Banks, I, I fully expect Trent to play this week. I expect Brock to play this week. Um, Jalen Moore concussion. That's worrisome because it's a short week and you got to fly across country, cross country. So that's. Well, I wouldn't be surprised now, John, if somehow there's a player released and Matt Pryor is brought back and at least they both voiced up that I wouldn't rush Jalen Moore back from the concussion. But let's let's just hope going into D.C., the 49ers get back some of those pieces like. I don't know what the status of Eric Armstead is going to be, but let's hope they get him back, right? Uh, not to say that he needed to be out there on the football field, but with that body type and those long arms, possibly he could have helped get Lamar Jackson on the ground a couple more times than what they did. And so, look, you, if you can get Eric Armstead back, cool. If not, cool. Uh, I thought the 49ers were pretty damn decent against the run. Uh, they only gave up 102 rushing yards. And total. 40, 45 came on one play. For, At the end of the well, game. Well, thir- yeah. Yeah. So, look, all I'm saying is, like, like these injuries are going to pile on. Let, let's hope we get Arm Burks. I mean, I know people don't care about Elijah Mitchell, but just getting healthy bodies back there helps. It just helps. Yeah, I, I think so as well. And, you know, I appreciate everybody in the chat. It's popping. I appreciate you guys. Thank you guys for coming through, all the members and everybody. This is awesome. And, you know, let, let's let's go to Brock Purdy. Let's do this. Let's get to Brock talk. Let's talk about the game. Let's talk about the interceptions. Let's talk about, you know, he went from MVP favorite to four interceptions. And we're going to talk about each one of those interceptions. But overall, this was by far Brock Purdy's worst game, probably not for sure as a pro. His career. Maybe of his entire high school, college, college. NFL. And it was on the, one of the biggest stages. Yeah. And. You know, the lights were out, and usually Brock performs well underneath the lights. It just looked like he was a deer stuck in headlights after the first interception because here's the thing. The first interception was on him, and he knew that. And we don't know what was being said to him, but he was in his own head. I know, and, And it happens. It happens to me, John. It happens to you. Like, you get stuck in your own head, and you become your own worst critic, and next thing you know, you're overcompensating. Now, the same way we thrashed a kicker, a rookie, for missing field goals because he was trying to overcompensate is the same smoke you got to give to the leader of your team, which is the quarterback, Brock Purdy. This is not bashing him, but this is a way he has to go out there and get better. It just seemed like after the first interception, he couldn't shake it off. And I didn't understand after that first interception why Kyle Shanahan had to be so damn pass heavy. And so that's why I was scratching my head because at the half, the ratio was 18 to 10. And I know that don't seem like as far up. That's eight more pass plays to run plays and in the run game you were more dynamic hell the ravens were ranked 10th and stopping the run and they proved that they couldn't stop the run because they play with two damn safeties way back in the middle of the field so yep. clearly they're playing pass. So, so help me understand I, why you just don't run the daggone ball you know you go to that first drive and you were moving the ball but there wasn't a running back next to purdy no running attempts, no threat of running the ball. And if you look throughout this entire season, and you know, I'm just going to say this, my favorite clip maybe of all time right here. And us being a one-dimensional football team isn't very good. I don't know why Kyle doesn't understand that. Like, it, it's not even that you have to run the ball all the time. The threat of the run freezes the linebackers. Yeah, the window's I, all open. And so I, whenever you do that empty set where – yes. It, they, it, and just over and over again, like yeah. no threat of running the ball, despite the fact that we averaged six point seven yards per carry. Yeah, Kyle and, gives and, up on the running game all and, the damn time. And Christian McCaffrey is averaging seven point four yards per carry. And here's the thing I couldn't figure out. So people were saying, you know, and I get it. They got great linebackers. Ask me if I care. Like that doesn't matter. This is football. You run against the great linebackers. It's not like they're stacking the box. When John just explained, made perfect sense. 
if you have zero running backs in the backfield, hey, guess what they're going to do, ladies and gentlemen? They're going to pass the ball. Where's the ding ding? It's common sense. It's common sense. It made zero sense. When I tell you, John, and I'm not trying to overreact here, but when I tell you I couldn't explain it to a kindergartner, what the hell was going on? I, my son, I, I, son, I don't get it. It doesn't yeah. make sense. It didn't even seem like 49ers football. So it doesn't matter if they got Patrick Queen. I ain't hear Roquan Smith the whole name, whole game. I ain't hear his name called. It was Patrick Queen, Patrick Queen, Patrick McQueen. It was Queen. That was it. So you mean to tell me they couldn't run to the outside? What happened to the outside zone? Ain't that what our team is built off of? Find the right. clip where George Kittle says, well, hey, if we run it to the outside, outside zone. That's what we should have been doing. Yeah. You ain't got to yeah. run to the freaking middle of the field. I'd take any run play. Anytime we run, even if it's for one yard, I'm happy. Because it just opens up. And what was the best drive of the game? CFC, 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 touchdown. I mean, it was simple. And then after that, you abandoned it. You didn't do it before. Afterwards, you abandoned it. You throw the ball. How many times did we throw the damn ball? It was 48 ridiculous. times total. 48 to 18. That's ridiculous. And, and again, it's not like, yeah, I understand that some people are going to be like, well, whenever the game was out of control, there was a point in the third quarter where we threw four interceptions and we were only down four points. I didn't understand it. It was 16 to 12 coming out of the half. Early Kyle Shanahan's game plan was to get more balanced. He ran it. He threw it. He ran it. <laughs> he threw an interception. Yeah. So, like, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. Not an interception on that first drive. I apologize. It was a run. It was a throw. It was like an incomplete pass. It was a, uh, uh, it was an incomplete pass to, uh, what's his name, uh, Willie Sneed. Then you get a penalty on fourth down, fourth and five, which makes it fourth and ten. You punt the ball, and then you get another penalty from Mitch Wisnowski. When I tell you, John, the penalty, like how do you go from a game with like two penalties and then just go straight ten? Like, yeah. like. We just we just can't be consistent in our discipline. There's so many factors to why the 49ers got their asses whipped. Literally, there's so many factors. There was. Let's get to some of these super chats. And, man, Troy. shout out to the man, Troy. I'll let you take this one. Hey, man, he's been a member for 13 months. Troy, you get the air horns. You know how we do. Thank you so much for being a member of the Breezy Bunch crew, man. Appreciate you. Love it. Super chat for Brandon. Phil strangely calm right now. Just Brock Purdy bounced back, John. Yeah, I, I'm not concerned about Purdy long term. This was a lot of learning experiences. And, you know, I, I want to do this. I, I want to shout out to the man Juan Salas. He went through, he cut up the film clips and has, you know, kind of superimposed some film on top of these clips. This is Kyle Shanahan going through all four interceptions with film on top of it. So if you're just listening audio-wise, again, we'll, we'll kind of go back through and explain some of this. But this is a 50-second clip, and it's just a quick look. Every one of these plays with Phil backing it up, what happened? Yeah, I, th I mean, the one that he was off on was the first one. Um, just read the coverage wrong and didn't expect someone to be back there and made a bad decision on the first one. Um, second one. Um, corner made a hell of a play, blitzing. He couldn't get it over him. The guy tipped it and ended up making it to himself. Uh, the third one, scrambling. I didn't really see what happened on it. I mean, I saw the end result. I don't know what happened on the ball, whether 14 made a play, whether they both hit it at the same time. Um, but he broke out of the pocket on a big third down, had George and 14 coming back to him and threw it right at them, and it just bounced up and got another tip. And then um, the fourth one in the third quarter, and he was making the right decision, going to Christian on a check down, and someone hit him from the right side, and the ball came out sideways and went right to their linebacker. So I thought that, you know, the first one was a big mistake, and uh, the other three was um, pretty unfortunate for him. Prize Picks is America's number one fantasy sports app with more than 5 million members. It's the most fun and exciting way to get in on the action while you watch your favorite sports and players. You just pick more or less on two or more players, and you get a shot to win up to 100 times your cash. It's got quick withdrawals, easy game playing, and an enormous selection of players and stat types that makes Prize Picks the number one fantasy sports app. I made my first $10 deposit and received an instant $10 bonus. If you have the skills, you play for a shot of turning your $10 all the way into $1,000. Here's what's great, too. It's available in over 30 states, including California, Texas, and Georgia. So all you got to do, especially during playoff basketball time, 
You just pick two players, Anthony Edwards for more or less than 29 points. You got Luka, more or less than 32 points. However you see it, you just pick two, and you can get paid. So download the app today and use 49ers for a first deposit match above of up to $100. Again, download prize picks today. Use code 49ERS for a first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So, yeah, I, I, I'm not overly concerned about Brock Purdy moving forward. You know, PFF, very similar to what that clip we just said, they only attributed two turnover-worthy plays to Brock Purdy. Like, they were some weird plays. Ball batted up. The ball's got to bounce your way. I say this all the time. Sometimes the ball goes your way. Sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. You take away two of those interceptions that were batted up in the air it's a different ball game not saying the 49ers would win but you only lost by 14 and you were driving to score at the end with sam darnold out there it was going to be a one touchdown game i don't know i'm not concerned about brock moving forward yeah i'm not, I'm not concerned about him it's it's just more like it's, it's more about his mental like like brock you had your worst game of your life period now you got to get over it you got to yeah. throw it out and come back and take the team in front of you and be better. And, and and who cares if they say, oh, well, he can't do that against a great defense. Don't, don't give a flying fuck about that. You just come out and now throw eight touchdowns against the commanders. Like, do what you do. And if Brock does what he does and bees who he bees, then he's going to be just fine. It's not, it's, not a, it's not a question. I think two of those interceptions were on Brock Purdy. I don't give a fuck if he got hit or not. That interception was on Brock Purdy, just like the first one was on Brock Purdy where he didn't get hit. And if you go back and play that play, it looked like the hit came after he threw the ball. So, yeah, the pressure can affect the pass for sure. But the other ones were bang-bang plays made by the Ravens. I mean, the ball pops up in the air for 50 yards. It comes down. It goes to Kyle Hamilton's hands. I mean, you can't you can't be mad at that. He made a play. It, the ball just didn't bounce their way. I know a lot of people are talking about that third one because, oh, George Kittle should have caught that. Hell, that shit should have been passed interference. Look how quick the should've defender. That one, that one should have been thrown. This shouldn't have been thrown because it was 800 flags. So you could blame that one on Brock Purdy if you don't blame the fourth one. But at the end of the day, it's just like if the rest would have called P.I., it would have went our way. Instead, it was three flags on the 49ers on that play. And yeah. so, like, they just weren't in our favor. But Brock has to be the most competent player on the football field. So if you if you can throw touchdowns, you can take that fanfare and be great. But if you make throw the, throw the interceptions, you got to take the heat. You got to take the heat. And it's okay. Yeah. And I'll say this. Three of his interceptions came with not, without a running back in the backfield. Empty I, sets. Empty sets. I mean, John, at the end of the day, when you look at an empty set and you say to yourself, why, Kyle? Well, he wants to isolate matchups, and I think this is another problem. Like That's that fine, very but you're playing drive. against a very crazy, fast, tough defense. So, so you can – go ahead. I, I'm just saying, like, okay, that very first drive out of the half, right? You come out, it's third down. It was like third and four. Yes. And we're in an empty set, and it's a very clear one-on-one. -on -one. And whenever the film comes out, I'm excited to break this play down. It was so clear. Ayuk was one-on-one -on -one man coverage on the outside. Yeah. But the system – and this is why Brock's so great and why Kyle loves him so much, rightfully so. He will go to the system to a T. He knows the rules, and he's going to follow the rules. The rules say the hook to curl is going to be open to the slot wide receiver, but that's Willie Sneed. That's Willie Sneed. You have Ayuk one-on-one with their worst corner on the outside, but instead, my first reprogression is the slot guy, which is Willie Sneed. He throws that. It was incomplete, and it's just like, dude, how can you not check to oh, one-on-one -on -one coming out of the half. Okay, I got you. I just and it's needed just to... like, I, I love you. Brock, and he's going to do what the system always says, but at some point, it's Jimmy's and Joe's, not X's and O's, and you got to trust somebody that can cook one of their least, their worst secondary player Instead, we targeted Snead against their best secondary player, 
and it, like it's things like that that bother me. And that's not really a Brock thing. I think I walk away from this game, and I, I don't know if other people feel the same way. I'm more concerned about Kyle Shanahan and the concerns I've had of him for a long time. I love Kyle. He, if I could start a team and could choose any head coach in the NFL, I'm taking Kyle Shanahan first. Uh, I know people will disagree with that. That's okay. But it doesn't mean he doesn't have issues. There's some major issues there, in my opinion. And, and, and it's not just your opinion, and, 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 and I, I share the same sentiments with your opinion. It just, you know, when the 49ers lose games, you got to start with the head coach. Now, I'm 100% on players having to be able to execute, but, I'm, but the coach has to be able to adapt and adjust to what he's seeing out on the football field. And the reason why Kyle Shanahan gets more flack than anybody else in the NFL, especially from us or from me, is the simple fact because he's the play caller. I, if he was a head coach and had a play caller, I'll be talking about the play caller. I'll be right. asking the head coach, why are you not getting into the play caller? Well, you know what? Kyle Shanahan is the head coach, and he ain't going to get into himself. And so that's the narcissistic stuff that we talk about each and every time. It doesn't... I don't care if they were winning in the passing game. It doesn't matter. You had to know on certain sets that they were going to play the pass. And if they got more people in pass coverage, obviously because you're in an empty set, it's not rocket science that if that ball isn't thrown per perfectly accurate right on the dime, it's going to be a pick. It's go There's more people back there. There's four people rushing and yeah. seven people back. It's just math, man. That math is mathing. So for Kyle Shanahan to ask about getting some type of crazy isolation, dude, you could figure out isolation. Move the motherfuckers in motion. You've been doing it all season, and now all of a sudden you want to spread it out? Nah, B. Not against this team with that secondary. It didn't make sense to me. I know yeah. I'm overreacting. I know I'm mad, but it just... That's it what just these days are for, man. This but it didn't make sense, though, John. Like, like if it made sense, like Kyle could limit those opportunities for Brock to make those type of, you know, bad decisions. But he chose not to. Why? Why now? Because he was in the MVP race? Kyle Shanahan single-handedly took Brock out of that so Brock can probably focus on winning the Super Bowl. I guarantee you won't see the same stuff from Brock Purdy for the remainder of the season, even in the playoffs. I, I'll put a hundred on that. I hope we rush the ball 30 times each game. You do that, and then Brock will return to what Brock is. And this was this game was an anomaly. You don't want it to happen again. Um, I love these comments. Look at Bobo. He says, I saw Harbaugh treat Kyle like a child last night. Well, Harbaugh, he's not a coordinator. He's not a play caller. He's, He's just, just the head, head coach, CEO. Yeah, back to kind of what you said there. Uh, right here, I like this. Bobo, yeah, Kyle's so smart. He's stupid, overthinks everything. And whenever he gets flustered, pass yeah. only, pass Ka only. Kyle pass Shanahan only. is pinky and the brain. There we go. Same thing we do every night. <laughs> run the ball all the or sorry never run the ball grand ace appreciate the super chat the man he says rg3 had a good take uh seemed like kyle called the game for purdy to win the mvp no balance in the attack bro and I, I i'm kind of against almost anything rg3 has to say about kyle uh, not that i'm against rg3 but he's got so many bones to pick with him and it comes across every take he's I, ever I, had about kyle and i agree with what you're saying but i'm telling you the game plan made minute sense. It didn't even. It made zero. It made negative integer sense. It it was. They moved it the ball though nonstop. They did, but you have to understand that. All right, I'm passing on you. I'm passing on you. I'm passing on you. Right. Let's go explosive play. Explosive play. Defense makes his adjustment. You turn the ball over. So so Kyle, you have to adjust, right? And he failed to do that. But when he did make the adjustment. What did we do? 13 to 12. That's what happened. And then the defense gives up three <clears throat> at the half because they give up explosive penalties, right? And then we come back and we end up punting because you get a bonehead penalty or you couldn't or you throw that hook and curl. You know, I do wonder, John, do you think Brock was feeling comfortable? with the play from the offensive line he was getting pressured a lot i felt like he got pressured more from the left side than the right side uh once once mckivitt switched oh yeah that was yeah, bad. yeah yeah right it was bad from both and you know if we look at the pressures 20 uh, freaking two bro oh yeah way too many pressures and so yeah but having said that like 
we, we talked about like all the movements. Colts McKivitz gave up nine pressures. Nine. Most of those were after the switch, but then you got Spencer Burford gave up four. He played less than one third of the snaps. Like he played, didn't post it. He played he, out of position. He was playing out of position. I, I'm just curious to know because I'm not an offensive lineman, nor have I ever played it in my life. And I know it's difficult to go from the left side to the right side, but that's not the issue here because he's a right side guy. But he did get drafted as a right tackle, and they have been making him into a right guard. Is it that hard to switch from guard to tackle, even if you were naturally a tackle? Some guys, it's easier to move from guard to tackle and stay on the same side. Some guys, it's easier to switch sides, left guard to right guard. But for him, he's hyper-athletic, very physical guy. He's played left tackle in college um, at UTSA. He's, I mean, he's played a lot. So I think the issue was, and I'm going to be honest, they were teeing off. Once, once he came in, we abandoned the running game completely, and it was just empty sets and whatever else with no chip help or anything. And, you know, we always talk about the offensive line. Christian McCaffrey was terrible in pass pro. He had the he had a 14.7 Pass Bro, protection grade. Did you Terrible. did you did you see the way that he had to block? Like like it, <laughs> he was blocking Jadavian Clowney, bro. <laughs> Listen, and that's not an excuse. It's not an excuse. Listen, once the Ravens were able to tee off, it was over. Like it was yeah. a wrap. But that was my point. Like like even when Kyle tried to utilize Christian McCaffrey in in the check and the you know the release or whatever you want to call it, it was like so too late. And they were playing faster and more furious than the San Francisco 49ers. Like they were sending guys, they were blitzing. They blitzed a lot in this game. Okay, when nobody they blitzed. Like they made sure that they had a guy. Plenty of corner blitzes. How many times was Marlon Humphreys in the backfield? How many times did you see the other cornerback in the Save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% lean ground sirloin for 4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy 2 get 2 free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Back, they blitzed. They did mainly corner blitzes, and it affected Brock Purdy. And Usually, he's on fire versus blitz. He was not. Yes, not against a corner blitz. I wonder if that's something that we need to chalk up because these were corner blitzes. These weren't nickel blitzes. These weren't linebacker blitzes. These weren't those type of blitzes. These were literally outside guys lining up at the line of scrimmage because they knew that they can beat a struggling offensive line. Yeah, I like it. Let's get through a couple more Super Chats, and I want to focus on some positive things because there's a for lot sure. of positives in this game. Colin, appreciate you, man. Thank you for your patience. He says, my fear with these injuries, if we don't get the buy, odds to get the big dance reduces in my mind. You're right. And so let's pull up just real quick. These are the current seedings, uh, Colin, and what the bye week looks like. 49ers are still number one. Yeah, their first seed in the NFC. Um, there are three teams with 11-4 records. You got the 49ers, the Eagles, and then you've got the Lions. Now, the 49ers own all the tiebreakers. We have a two-game conference lead. But if the 49ers drop one of these last two games and the Eagles or the Lions win out, we would not be the one seed. In fact, we could fall to the three seed. They can. And, you know, let me just make it clear that beating the Ravens wouldn't have changed this no so even if we beat the ravens you it know it gave you cushion but it would have gave you a little bit of cushion but you still could have lost next week or the week after that and been right back in this same situation especially if philly continues to win out or if the detroit lions continue to win out um and so look i still feel that the 49ers are the best team in the nfc oh considerably I, like, I don't think it's close. I don't care if they have to play Detroit, Tampa, Dallas, the Rams. That'll probably be in, in Seattle. Like, I feel like they own Seattle. I know that they own the Rams, but I, it, it, the Rams will be a funny team to play because they they're just seem to be the hottest team as of right now. But I don't think Philadelphia matches up well this year against the 49ers. I know the Cowboys don't match up well this year against the 49ers, and I feel like they can find a way to take advantage of the teams that they beat. So Detroit would be the only like outlier there because we haven't seen them. But you just stop the run. You take away the run on Detroit, you Gucci, right? You yeah. take away the run. Now, they got a, a, a bad defense, but a high-motor 
defensive line. And that is what you'll have to worry about if you had to play Detroit. The Niners are in first place. They continue to be in first place until they're not. So what they need to do, Fred Warner said it best, <laughs> man, one game, next game, next game, what? That's next it. game. That's it. Next game. On to the next. Hey, this one sucked. We gave up the ghost. We lost. We got our butts handed to us. But you know what? Let's focus on the short week. Let's get to Washington and let's do some damage. I don't care if they're a bad team. They're a bad team. Niners need to prove why they're a good team and beat the hell out of the bad team. But you know what I expect? Washington to give their A-plus game, throw the kitchen sink at the San Francisco 49ers because Ron Rivera, is he, is he still there? I think he's going to be gone after this he's season. There. He'll be gone. He'll, He'll be, be gone. I'm telling you, you're going to get kitchen sink, bathroom tub. You can get everything thrown at the San Francisco 49ers. And I promise you, my only concern is health going forward. Yeah. And, you know, again, we're talking about the commanders. So the 49ers have commanders, Rams. Commanders lost six in a row. But now it's Jacoby Brisket time. Um, yeah. I, they haven't announced who the starting quarterback is going to be. But Brisket hasn't thrown an interception whenever he's come in. Um, so we'll, we'll have to see what that looks like. You look at the Eagles, they've got the Cardinals, then the Giants, which they almost lost to the Giants at home this mm -hmm. week. Um, and then you've got the G Detroit Lions have the Cowboys and the Vikings, I think, and the Vikings who almost beat them as well. So all it's possible the 40 hours could be the one, two or three seed. Most likely they're the one seed, but football's football football. I mean, it just gets weird. It just gets weird whenever things happen. Right here, Bro Montana, appreciate the super chat. BP had a rough game. He bounced back after three losses, too. That's what's that's what's key about Brock. Don't stay down. Yeah. Go back out there. Just keep slinging, man. Um, I agree. I agree. The ball more, play action more, and then you protect your guy. That would be huge. Right here, this one I want to put to you, Wade. So, um, Shadow... Mo 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 Shadow M Mo. I'm sorry. Love the cat picture though. Uh, your guy's opinion on Lamar after seeing him play. Um, Lamar's just a dynamic player. He's a dynamic player, and he always will be a dynamic player because that's what's in his genes. His his genes is to be dynamic. But it's not like Lamar gave us or put up MVP stats. Not against the 49ers. Now, did they win? Yes. Did he look good? Yes, at times. But the, the, the biggest MVP cushion that he gave himself was getting the win and not turning the ball over. Yep. So, at the end of the day, Lamar is always going to be an MVP candidate because of his dynamic ability to play the game of football. What do I mean by that? Getting outside the pocket and just throwing the ball on the run and being accurate and things like that or avoiding sacks. I mean, the Niners probably had seven sacks in this game, and they only finished the game with two on him. Yeah, and I'll say this. They had two players. Lamar's incredible. He's deserving of the MVP. It's him or Christian McCaffrey, in my opinion, now. Probably going to be Lamar. Um, we got two games left. We'll see what happens. But it was him and Zay Flowers, and we never picked up on that. There were two players out there, and we couldn't stop those two. Uh, actually, I think the defense, I don't know, man. I, I go back to this, you know, and I don't like doing the whole blame thing, but if we look at the four losses that the 49ers had this year, it's it's kind of comical to me because these are the amount of points scored in our four losses, okay? Lost to the Browns, we scored 17 points. Lost to the Vikings, we scored 17 points. Lost to the Bengals, we scored 17 points. Lost to the Ravens, we scored 19 points, but two of them were by the damn defense. Right. It's a That's 17 points in our four losses from our offense. They're laying eggs when the defense isn't phenomenal. And I think that the defense definitely was on par, but you play against four turnovers. That's 17 points off turnovers. That's yeah, higher offense. And and when you look at where the defense was put, their backs were against the wall the majority of the game, and they had to play fifty yards the whole game. It's not like they they had to defend eighty yards or ninety yards or seventy five yards. And when they did, they were able to force three and outs. Let's not put everything on the defense. It's just that there were specific plays like a third and sixteen where Lamar 
showed you why he's MVP, right? Yeah. He's an extended play. You don't get him down, Chase Young, and then Fred Warner gets juked. Let me just make this clear. Lamar Jackson wouldn't have been able to make that tackle on Lamar Jackson. That's Lamar Jackson on a one-on-one, and I don't care how you squared up because Fred was squared up. He just cut back in, and Fred falls. It's you guys don't watch basketball. It happens. That's what it was. I don't think anybody would have been able to make that one-on-one tackle. And so at that point, it was just what it was. He made a play. His only explosive run, 31 yards. At that point, Lamar Jackson has six rushing yards. Let that sink in. Six rushing yards. The Niners' defense had the book on Lamar Jackson. But, John, when the defense are playing downfield – and their backs are turned against them, and they got to come back because everybody, the pass coverage is too damn good. Shoot, maybe don't let the pass coverage be too damn good against these mobile quarterbacks and just hope to get an interception if the quarterback has to still find a way to chuck. Why not just play with a spy? Why not just play with a spy? Even if he beats the spy, I'm cool with it, but why not play with a spy to keep him honest back there? Yeah, it's rough. Because what they did was working. It was working. And, you know, I think probably the biggest issue on defense, and I want to talk about this, Jair Brown I thought had his worst game um, as a pro. Four I missed had, tackles, John. Four missed tackles, gave up a, um, an inter- a touchdown as well. And I, I feel like it's four missed tackles that he got his hands on players. There were two or three times where his angle was so bad, he wouldn't have tackled him in flag football. He's not and seeing this- the field right. Mm-mm. And so Steve Wilkes has put him at free safety. I think you got to move him to more strong safety, personally. And I think long-term, I think free safety is where he's got to be at his best. But we saw this tape at Penn State. This was an issue. His pursuit angles in the open field, he's so aggressive, which is a wonderful trait. He just runs out of control. And, like, that was huge. A lot of big plays. A lot of first-down conversions. And I feel like so far against Seattle, he was great both games. Different type of receivers, though, right? Terrible against the Eagles, terrible yeah. against the Ravens. When you got shifty guys, he's going to get beat. So when you look at Zay Flowers and you look at those shifty guys, I mean, him getting stiffed armed by Isaiah Likely, was that's like a poster. Like, that, that, that's a poster. He got posterized by the tight end and muscle-bound face put into the ground, and that can't happen from a, from a safety. You got to get the tight end down. Look. He's a rookie. I'm not giving him any, like, slack. But I do know of a rookie for the San Francisco 49ers at one point that took the same type of poor angles, and he ended up oh. being an all-pro. Yeah. So so you got to give him time. And the system is just that the Niners don't have time. <laughs> They're in a Super Bowl winning now mode, but you drafted this kid, and so these are the growing pains you are going to get. You'll have some good days and you'll have some bad days. And this was a bad day for Jair Brown. Yeah, it, it was. And we got to grow through it. You got to grow through it. And so we'll see. Uh, next week, guess what? You've got some very dynamic wide receivers. Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel. Curtis Samuel. Like, you got some guys out there. Diami Brown. So their speed will be on the field again next week. We'll see how he answers. Now, let's talk about some positives, and I I think this is huge because a lot of milestones are being hit that have never been hit before. Brock Purdy, even though it was a bad game, passed 4,000 passing yards on the season. This has not happened since the year 2000. Jeff Garcia. Jeff Garcia. He's only a couple hundred yards away from the all-time franchise record for a single year. Like That's a big deal because we've never had a dynamic passer in freaking 25 years of this damn team. So yeah. like that is a bright side, but stats don't wins or losses. Right. And I think that's why, but we're up been, there and wins too. Wins or losses and getting your ass kicked on Monday night football is not good. <laughs> so let's just keep it. Let's be honest. And I'm going to be positive. What have because you done for me lately? It's so quick. Yo, it doesn't matter what you did the week before. It just doesn't matter. It, it The NFL is so quick. It doesn't matter what you did the play before. And I think that's why the fan base or the media is going to not, like, you know, even 
honor what he's been doing all season long. Now you got Brock Purdy being like the worst quarterback in the NFL and how he's up there with those guys that are at the bottom or of the, of the crop of the NFL as far as quarterbacks. Listen, Brock Purdy is still elite. I'm going to keep it there. He will remain elite until he retires. Let's just keep it a buck. He had a bad game. And he'll shake it. But congrats for Brock Purdy. He has 4,050 yards on the season. He's going to break Jeff Garcia's record before the year is up. So shout out to Brock Purdy. The only thing I'm going to ask Brock to do if he's watching this show is get out your own head, young fella. You better than that, baby, because you got this. You got this, bro. And I'll throw this out there. You know, I saw this on Twitter. I don't don't know who to give credit to, but Joe Montana threw four interceptions the year they won the Super Bowl as well. Yes. In one game. Yes. So, like. This is it. You know, it happens. Shout out to Corey, the man. He says, Wayne, salute you and John. Uh, You told the truth. The game was going to be difficult. Didn't expect it to be like that. We'll bounce back. Yeah, that's what it's about. For sure. For sure. That's what it's about. Now, sticking with milestones, there's a lot of other players that are close. George Kittle, he's nine yards away from his third 1,000-yard season as a receiver. Which means that the Niners will have 2,001-yard receivers on the season. Uh, That's a milestone, right? That's another milestone. Listen, George Kittle was abusing Marcus Williams. I wish they st- I don't know why they stopped that. But yeah. I I feel like th- I feel like they adjusted, the Ravens adjusted on defense and they forced Purdy to throw the ball elsewhere. Plus his clock was sped up. So Look, it is what it is, but George Kittle is going to be a thousand yard receiving tight end uh, for the San Francisco 49ers on this season. So, congrats to George Kittle. He literally was trying to take the matters into his own hand. They just couldn't get it to him more. Yeah, he led the yeah. team in receiving too. Yeah, he he had a, he had a game and it had a drop, um, which led to like that was rough. Was, let, let me let, can we talk about that drop because I know we ain't watched it again, but it was a high pass, and he just didn't come down with it. So like. It wasn't the perfect throw, and I'm not asking throws to be perfect. It did hit his hand, but it was it was like an off schedule type. Yeah. I got to go up and grab it, fifty fifty ball. It's like it was a tough pass for him to catch. It, it was, but I go back to this: when your quarterback, who's young, is struggling, it is the job of vets to lift up. Agreed. And I thought Debo has had a hell of a year. He's one sixty six yards away from a thousand yards. He had a couple well. drops too. He had two drops in a in a year where Debo hadn't had any drops. Like Debo has corrected his issues, but man, he had four catches on ten targets with two drops. Like you got to bail out your quarterback when he's struggling. And I, and I do feel I, like one of those passes was behind him though. So like, like is that a drop? Pass. If it hits you in the palm of the hands, both palms, you got to make that catch. I know it's not easy, and that's the thing. It's not so much I'm mad at Debo. It's just, look, when people are around you are struggling. Yeah. Last week, my my, thro- my I was coughing. I still am coughing a little bit, and I told Wade, Wade, you got to carry this. Yeah. You lifted the, the whole show because, man, I'm struggling over here. Still am struggling, but that's okay. So – Let's 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 talk about this. I, I'm curious your opinion on this. As I cough, as Wayne takes over, it helps me because I'm struggling now. <laughs> Nigel, he says, how was not having Jennings there impact the run game? And this look, Jennings is probably he's the best blocking wide receiver on the San Francisco 49ers. So it made a huge impact on 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 the run game in a way <clears throat> because if I go through it. I probably can count five explosive run plays out of the 18. So I don't know if him not being there really was that much of an impact. I don't know if him not being there is the reason why we didn't run the ball more. You had Willie Sneed out there. Um, I, if I can go to the blocking, I'm curious to know what his blocking grade was um, in this particular game because that's why he was probably called up. Um, in this game. So Willie Sneed had a, a 66.2 blocking run grade. He was sixth on the list. Uh, the only other wide receiver other than Brandon Ayuk, I'm sorry, yeah, than Brandon Ayuk, which had a 75.6 run block grade. I think that's what I'm seeing. So, like, look, that's why he was out there. I'm sure Jawan Jennings was out there. You, would, you, It seemed like he was getting into the groove to where you would have had better maybe outside zone runs, but 
I don't know. The Niners just didn't really stick to the run game like I thought that they would. They oh, that, that's the first and for first and foremost thing that they need to do every game. It shouldn't matter who's out there. They got to find a way to establish the run and not become one dimensional. I believe that Jawan Jennings back would definitely help the run game yes. more. Yes. But it, but again, they had some good explosive runs in this game. Yeah, and I, like I'll be honest, like if we were running the ball just fine, you just can't abandon it, and that was the issue. Now, I did want to play this clip. This is from Purdy, just on the reality of the NFL and kind of how it humbles you. You know, for me, it's like you know I got to ask myself, all right, like who who are you? You know, what do you stand for? Um, you know, who are you when things are good? Who are you when things don't go your way? Um, it's easy to you know be riding the high and thinking you're the man um, when things are going well winning games and all that kind of stuff and you don't really see you know a whole lot of adversity um in some games and whatnot and um you know this is the reality of the nfl and so uh for myself i obviously have to look myself in the mirror watch the plays where i need to get better make some cleaner decisions help my team you know put up points and score and, and protect the ball um and when things don't go my way it's um you know understanding you know i can't be acting out I, I have to be real with myself and, and be better but I, I want to be the same guy every day you know be consistent in what I do and how I do things whether the, things are going well or not I know who I am and I'm not going to waver in that so I've said that before and I'll continue to hang my hat on that I do like the way that he's the same absolutely he's always the freaking same he's a class and, act John he's a good dude he's, he's a, a great dude. he's a great dude um, and this is not challenging him in any kind of way as far as his character. Um, and just before that uh, question, it, you know, he was he was asked, to, you know, he, he took a full accountability and how he has to be better. And this is that in the third. And I know you, we probably hear that from all the quarterbacks out there. But now nah, you can tell, like, it's a genuine it thing. He, he If Brock, Brock feels like if he's not the best out there, he can't enable everybody else to be better. And so, yeah, John, you're 100% right when you said that those playmakers got to go out there and, and, and catch those passes. You know, like, it's hard for me to throw a guy like Debo Samuel under the bus when he literally tried to keep this game going by catching a short pass, which wasn't a great pass from Brock, and then finding a way to get the first down and taking the hit on right. the helmet and looked like he was concussed. How about the screen pass from Debo Samuel where he gets blown up in the backfield by Marlon Humphrey and shakes it off, brushes it off, and gets you six yards? So listen, he was there. He just wasn't as dynamic probably because the Niners didn't use him like they normally would. I think he had one run in this game. And then when you look at it, you're saying to yourself, dude, you get to the one-yard line with Sam Darnold. Why isn't Debo Samuel on the football field? No jet sweeps, no end rounds, no what misdirection, the, what the, what? no play-action boots. What the what? Yeah. Sam Darnold on a play-action boot could have walked in. They tried to attempt to pass with the fake to to to, to Kyle Yush. I mean, whoever it was. No. No, yeah. Kyle. I, I'm getting more frustrated because I really feel like the Niners lost this game due to poor play calling and execution. And they let me let me put something in clarity. The Niners had every opportunity to find a way to win this game with four turnovers at that point. They still had an opportunity. It only got blown out of proportion when the defense just was gassed. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. This next one, if you weren't upset, here you go. This is Bobo Super Chat. <laughs> you got to read that one. I ain't read it. That's so messed up, yo. Conspiracy time. John still signs like Jim Harbaugh. Let's be clear. Jim ain't stealing anything. He might have oh, paid man. the person to steal it, but he ain't stealing. Okay? <laughs> little Michigan shot there. I, that was. I like that, that hurt. I like that, that hit me deep. Colin, he said, appreciate the super chat. He says, as an Aussie, love Mitch, but just punt. Um, that hit was for real, way out of bounds. It's not even the punter's first personal foul penalty. It's not. We haven't had one in a minute for Mitch, but he's oh. way out of bounds. I'm not mad at Colin for this take, but I Mitch missed Mitch was not he was the most aggressive motherfucker on the football field. I tell you what, most aggressive. He was. he was tired. He was probably yeah. tired of punting the damn ball. Ah, 
man, it's frustrating. Right here, Sonia, she says, John, what happens to the seeding? Are we still uh, hopeful to end with the one seed? Yeah, 100% we're still there. If the playoffs were to start today, uh, 49ers would have first round by. The 2-7 matchup would be Eagles versus Seahawks. Uh, the 3-6 would be Lions-Rams. The 4-5 would be Bucks cowboys And then the 49ers would play the lowest seed that wins those first three games. We would be paired up with them. So probably one of Seahawks, Rams, or Cowboys. Uh, one of those teams would upset. And that's the thing. Like, you know, I, I said this after the game. The 49ers are not the best team in the NFL currently. They're not. It, and it's it okay, proven, though. But they are the best team in the NFC still. Agreed. Because you look at, you you wax the floor on the road, 23-point victory. Like, how bad was that victory? We lost by 14 points. That's huge. We beat the Eagles by 23. We Who were the beat number the Cowboys one team at the time, too. By 32 or 30, yeah. I think. 32? It don't matter. We whipped that ass. 10, 32. So, like, yeah. as bad as that loss was, the 49ers have better wins against the number two and number five team out there. You've already beat the Seahawks twice. You beat the Rams once. You get to play them one more time. So, like, they, you have s- destroyed this well, conference already. I mean, just look, I'm, I'm a big, huge person on on records and so you know i was getting to an argument yesterday not really an argument i i I find myself trying not to go back and forth on twitter because it's like a power struggle and i don't i got the power so i don't need to give you any so at the end of the day it's just like okay you got it but it's like dude we got beat by the best team in football therefore there's no way in the world we could be the best if we got beat by the best, and let's just say we were the best coming into the game. Well, <clears throat> there's an old cliche that says to be the best, you got to beat the best. The Ravens beat the best. End the discussion, drop the bomb on them, and move the freak on. Luckily, the San Francisco 49ers have two more games. Luckily, that was an AFC game. And at this point, let's just keep it a buck, call space spade. The Niners, I don't want to say are, are, are less physical than the AFC North, but they got their asses handed to them by the AFC North this season. Sure did. And I, I thought Pittsburgh was just as physical. The Niners just had a better game plan, and you know what? They stuck to it. They didn't care how over-progressive they were going to be on defense as far as the Pittsburgh Steelers. They continued to find a way to run the ball. I didn't see that in this game. I didn't see that in the Cleveland Browns game. I'm telling you. When they go against the grain, against their game plan or the formula of what's what works, they lose. Yep. Yeah. I mean, one-dimensional teams. It's it's not good. We're physical. You need to run the ball to impose that will. And they did not do this. I love this question from Thomas. Can we beat the last two teams without Trent and Armstead? That's a good question. I think you can. One, you beat the Rams in the past without Trent. Yeah, you had McKivitz on the, at left tackle in, the, in that particular game, which is why I couldn't figure out like why he was struggling. I think it was just the, uh, he struggles against the physicality and speed. Like when it's a perfect combination of physicality and speed, he struggles. I know people don't like Jadavian Clowney, but he was a monster in this game as far as he pressures. He has his best games against the 49ers every damn year. His don't care what game. team he plays on, right? Seahawks, Cleveland Browns, it doesn't matter it must be something like he must have thought that the Niners wanted him, and it's one of those games, like like big play Dre. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Right here, Tommy says, uh, this dime store O-line is a liability. And I think you tagged it correctly, Tommy. The 49ers are spending money on a lot of great top-tier talented players. You got to go cheap somewhere in the salary cap era. They have chosen left guard, center, right guard, right tackle, cheap. Cheap. Yeah. You're yeah. paying Trent. Draft and he and is. Cheap. Yeah. And so that that's just kind of the way it goes. Right here, Jason. You know, can we talk about the old line? Yeah, like that's that's the issue with where we currently are. Now, how do you protect the offensive line and pass protection? Run the ball, move the pocket. That's they it. didn't do either of those two things. I hate mm. to keep going back to this. That's that, that was the if if and that's why we're here, right, John, to remind the faithful that we didn't stick to the game plan. Yeah, And I understand that we threw the ball an astronomical amount of times at the, you know, to some of, of, of pass attempts. But at the end of the day, this game could have still been controlled if we just ran the ball successfully. And so, like, even if they do stack seven in the box, then, then where's the 
boot actions. Where where the plays? Where the high percentage successful plays from Kyle Shanahan? You could have whether you had Brock Purdy on a naked boot or, or or somebody running right in front of him with a level over on the top, a layer over the top, so he can make a one on one layer throw. Like you saw none of that. Like none of it. It, it it's just it. I can't figure it out. What's going on, Phil? Dude, he's the best. Um, and, and like having said all those things, wait, I'm with you. Ooh, they like moved the field. ball. They had over 100 yards, almost 100 yards total offense over the Ravens. You just turned the ball over, didn't cash in in the red zone. There That's it what is. it is. Phil, appreciate Super Chat. He says, got to beat the Eagles in the NFC Championship and Ravens in the Super Bowl. That's what I want, man. I want revenge always. always. I, I, I am bitter. I hold grudges. Always. I am petty. And I always will be. And I don't want that to change. I actually like that about myself. And yeah, I always want revenge. I got a list, just like Santa with the rosy cheeks. I'm checking that twice, and I want to beat the hell out of these damn teams. Uh, or, you, Phil. Uncle Phil, you got to beat the Rams in the NFC Championship game and then beat the Ravens in the Super Bowl. Either way, it's revenge time. Dude, it's coming. Colin, appreciate it. He said, if this is replayed, I do, by the way. Uh, ooh, I don't. I don't know. I doubt the same outcome. I think is what he said. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, I, and I get it. It you if you take away those interceptions, it's the turn. The turnovers change the game, and I think on a on an Instagram comment from like an NFL CBS or something, I said I can't remember the last time I saw a team win a game with five turnovers. And then this bum gonna comment, well, Tony Romo did it with the Dallas Cowboys, <laughs> like with six, and they overcame it. This is a different football, but like, yeah, okay, so I was wrong. But literally, I didn't see that game, so I was technically right. I haven't seen a game where a team can overcome the adversity of five turnovers. And at, even at that point, with three turnovers or two turnovers, like the Niners still looked like they had an opportunity and they just could not cash in. And the defense couldn't get any turnovers. So, yeah, I like that. Um, well said. Uh, Matthew, my man, RTP, he says, Shanahan is checking all the traps to see what the Niners can and can't do moving forward, mm. even at the expense of an L. Didn't hurt us in the standings. There it is. There we go. What about this one? I like this one. Did you see this? I didn't see this. <laughs> On a lighter note, did you guys see the exchange between Harbaugh and Brock saying that people pointed out that they look alike? Now, that's funny, and that is a, a definitely a, a lighter note. Um, you know, but yeah, that would be, that, that's funny. I didn't see that. Yeah. Whenever they went up at the end of the thing, Harbaugh was like, Hey, I'm told we look alike. Uh, that's so which, cool, man. That's so I cool. I do like Harbaugh. I do like Harbaugh. Now that's going to bring this show to a close. Sorry. My voice is like, I'm struggling over here if you're watching the video, but, uh, I'm glad that we got this in. We're going to be breaking down all kinds of stuff. Uh, talk to us about what you got on Patreon. What's, what's going to be up on there this week, Wayne. Awesome. So, guys, if you want to go and subscribe to the Patreon, I'm going to be going through the explosive plays, all positive, all negative explosive plays, both on the offense, on the defense, every scoring play. It's all on one film. It's a nice little sit down, grab yourself a little bite to eat. And I'm going to break it down on what we're seeing uh, as far as the coverages, play calls, things like that. And so it's really good and fun to watch. And then every day right here on the YouTube channel, you get the No Harm, No Foul show at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with Mike Andrews from Nothing But Niners. Uh, and, and then the Wayne Breezy show is Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays at 1 p.m. John will be with us this Friday. We'll be simulcasting uh, all week long. So he'll be back uh, on Friday, and we'll have the game plan into beating the Washington Commanders with John. That's what's up, man. This has been a blast. Appreciate everybody. Like, and I want Wayne to take us out of this, but guys, don't lose sight of where the 49ers are. You're the one seed. You're the one seed in the NFC. Everything is right there. You got two games left. I think you're favored by like 13 points going on the road this week. Everything's chill. There's some things to work on, and you want to have those things exposed before you get to the dance. Just got to take care of business. Wayne, take us out of here, my friend. Well, the good news is the 49ers know why they lost, right? They know why they lost. They turned the ball over. You can't win the game when you're turning the ball over and you're not getting turnovers yourselves to give you or takeaways. You know what I'm saying? And so, like, when is the last time the San Francisco 49ers literally turned the ball over? I mean, they were probably at the bottom of the league, and now they probably shot up with five and one games. So, guys, there's a bright side to this. 
And the only thing I'm asking everybody to do is find a way to remain faithful. Look, this is all good therapy. This is what we're going to be bringing you every time, every week. We're going to give you that time so you guys can release, check and release. But as we're checking and releasing, know that the 49er players are also checking and releasing. And like Fred Warner says, on to the next. I'm going to ask the faithful to move on to the next. No reason to sit here and look at this game. It doesn't hurt the 49ers in any kind of way. Did we want to win? For sure. Did we win? Absolutely not. But on to the next. Watch it to Commanders. Get ready because we coming. John and Wayne. See you next time. When your money's on the line, choose a trusted sportsbook that gives you tools to win, like my bookie. And my bookie doesn't matter if your team's up or down. You can easily cash out or bet the game live to come out on the winning side. Use my bookie for daily odds boost, same game parlays. I like teasers, and take advantage of the huge prize pool contest. Plus, my bookie currently has a no strings attached cash bonus that lets you deposit, withdraw. Quick, carries a one-time rollover, can't find that anywhere else. Just use promo code 49ers, 49ERS, or scan the QR code on this video right next to my face here to claim your own cash deposit bonus now. That's promo code 49ers. So try my money uh, money bag. Uh, you basically roll the dice, and it picks a team and gives you extraordinary extraordinary odds on who's going to win the Super Bowl. Um, lots of fun options there, so bet anything, anytime, anywhere, and I do mean anywhere, wherever you are, you can bet with my bookie. Just make sure you use the promo code 49ERS, and let's go. Let's make some money together. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.